0: Dr. Vanny Moodley, Ayurvedic Wellness, subtitled The Doctor Is In. This is episode 103 on Alternative Health Tools Podcast. And your host, Lisa Victoria, talks with Dr. Vanny Moodley, an Ayurvedic practitioner based in England. She provides a fascinating overview of this holistic healing practice, which is rooted in ancient Indian wisdom and complements modern Western medicine. I now bring you Dr. Vanny Moodley, On Ayurvedic Wellness, along with your host, Lisa Victoria.
1: Welcome to Alternative Health Tools Podcast. And today we are talking about Ayurvedic for healthcare for curative, longevity, and preventative. And today I am joined by a wonderful guest, Dr. Varney Moodley, who is an Ayurvedic doctor. I'm Lisa Victoria, and I am your co-host for Alternative Health Tools podcast. Welcome, Dr. Varney. It's such a pleasure to have you with us today. I've met you in person. I've worked with you and... For our listeners out there who can't see Dr. Varney, she's such an angelic, warm, lovely lady and I'm so excited for this podcast today. So welcome Dr. Varney. Would you like to share with us um, how you became an Ayurvedic doctor and, and why you love it so much and then we'll get into some more of the content in the show. Thank
0: you Lisa and thank you for that introduction and it's wonderful to be on your podcast this morning. Uh, So, uh, I started off as a scientist and uh, worked in the pharmaceutical industry for many, many years, and um, until it became a bit too much where I worked as a research scientist, and I worked uh, in recalls where we were getting uh, to work on uh, medicines that were having um, drastic side effects on patients. And uh, I just realized at that time, because the, the project I was working on was a medicine that was used for acne, and uh, the side effects were, were drastic on, on mental health, where uh, youngsters were falling off buildings, and uh, you know, a lot of them were suicidal. So I just you know, sat back and I realized, you know, am I doing the right thing for humanity? And uh, the company so It was a bit actually, of a light
1: bulb moment for you, was it?
0: Definitely, definitely. So I took uh, the company actually moved to Switzerland and I decided to take a year out just to find myself and just to really find the true purpose in my life. And, um, you know, like the universe responds to whatever you want. Uh, This Middlesex University in London started offering a degree in Ayurvedic medicine and I applied and I started uh, the whole journey. But, uh, that is one of the reasons, you know, that one of the main reasons why I, I moved from being a scientist to, to study Ayurveda because I just realized my grand, great grandfather was an Ayurvedic doctor in India. And I thought uh, it, it must have, he, he was so popular and he helped so many people. And I thought uh, there must be something good about the science or this certain form of medicine. And also, I had a daughter who, who was very asthmatic and we were right. in AE every month. And uh, we took it to India and we visited an Ayurvedic doctor and within three months she was cured of asthma. And that's I just amazing, started, isn't I, it? Exactly. And I thought, you know, there must be something really special about, um, about, about herbs and nature. And, and I think that was uh, the driving force to me, uh,
1: registering for a degree.
0: And uh, yes, that's, that's my journey into Ayurvedic medicine.
1: And the rest is history and you're just the helping so history. many people now. Exactly.
0: It's, mm. uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's, I think it's because it resonates uh, with everyone and it's so specific and the treatments are so tailor-made that uh, yes. it, it, it just works. And uh, also, you know, we all have this, uh, this healing potential, this inert healing potential within us. And I think Ayurveda just taps into that healing potential.
1: And, the uh, mind and the body are so connected, aren't they? And they're so powerful, like you say, at being able to self heal. It's when we give ourselves that space and that time to listen um, to what we need, uh, and then seek the appropriate help, this the professional to take us on that journey and help us heal. Exactly,
0: exactly. Because uh, Ayurveda uh,
1: focuses
0: on uh, the gut brain connection, so. You know, it's a very holistic form of treatment where we look at your mental state of health and, um, you know, the whole body uh, that's broken up into the different elements. So we also look at how the universe can influence the whole uh, state of health because you're a microcosm of the macrocosm. So that is the underlying um, thing behind uh, the whole Ayurvedic system of medicine.
1: Yeah. And my coach once said to me, you're, you're part of the bigger universe just pretending to be Lisa. And I thought, wow, that's quite mind-blowing really, isn't it? Yes, yes, definitely. You know, and well, well, when you start thinking about microcosms and macrocosms, it gets quite mind-blowing, doesn't it? It does, it does. That's a whole topic on its own. And we probably could go on
0: for hours, you know, just, we could. Up, just talking about the microcosm and macrocosm.
1: Wow, thank you for sharing your journey and your story and it's, you know, I I love what you said there about, you know, kind of helping and supporting people and there must be something in it, your great grandfather did it and, you know, your daughter had, you know, the the asthma so going to see an Ayurvedic doctor, there was something in it, It it really worked and I love the fact that you said you, you know, you kind of took some time out to think about your purpose and, and how you wanted to help people. And I like the connection with your, your your you know, your ancestors. It's come down the tree, hasn't it? So it's, it's part of who you are, I guess.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. So like, where should we start? Should we think about what Ayurveda is? Because I guess some of our listeners out there might not even know, or they might have dabbled with it or read a little bit, so shall we just introduce it and go right back to basics and make sure we get the foundations in place?
0: Yes, absolutely, Lisa. So um, Ayurveda is made up of two words, Ayur, which means life, and Veda, which means science. So Ayurveda is actually the science of life, the study of the science of life. And Ayurveda has no author, so it dates back to thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and um, so these Ayurveda has originated from these rishis or sages that were in deep meditation on the foothills of the Himalaya mountain ranges, many many thousands of years ago, and they received messages. So you could call it, uh, you know, from the higher consciousness. You could call it. Uh, God, you could call it uh, the universe, but they were receiving these messages, and they all sat down and they compared all the messages they were getting, and it it, it followed a sequence. And eventually, they started um, uh, setting up little schools where they passed on this knowledge, and that's how it eventually got passed on from uh, teachers to students, from the sages to students. And these students set up their little colleges or under trees, you know, with the uh, the, the the teachers on a little rock and the children on the ground and learning all this knowledge and practicing it. And it uh, it covered everything. It covered uh, this knowledge. The Vedas is, is so vast. So it covers um, Ayurveda, which is a system of medicine. It covers every single plant in the universe that and, and the medicinal properties and benefits of these plants. It, it covers rituals. It covers mm-hmm. uh, treatments. It covers forms of worship. Uh, it covers mathematics, Vedic mathematics, which I've learned myself, you know, and you could get the square root of five nine six seven eight three two 9, 3, 2 in 10 seconds. So uh, Vedic mathematics wow. was it's still practiced in India very much. And um, amazing. Uh, it, it, it covered science, physics, where it, it looked at the structure of the atom and, uh, you know, uh, subatomic particles, which they called different names. It, it Spoke about theory of relativity, which is the Lokya Samya theory. So all that came from the Vedas, and it was only until five thousand years ago that uh, they started recording and putting this into books, scrolls, and from the scrolls, I think mm-hmm. uh, seven hundred B.C. Wait, uh, some of them started recording. It even covered surgery, and um, the 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 author of the text on surgery, his name is Sushruta, and. This text is still used by medical students when they are studying surgery. It's still being used at present. So, uh, wow, I guess so if there's TMA's any medical
1: th- students out there that want to read that, can they access that book? Can we put that in the show notes?
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. I'll yeah. uh, it, it so take a uh, link
1: to that for the, any medical students out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, Sushruta was the father
0: of surgery, so he spoke about instruments that are used in surgery, he spoke about the anatomy and how certain instruments can be used, and, you know, he spoke about the whole, the, the all the organs and how they're structured, and, and a, a lot of spiritual science behind the whole structure of the human body, you know, just not the way we look at it now, it's just this whole, you know, combination of organs and cells, but it's, it's linked, there's a whole spiritual aspect to whole, the whole structure of the human body. And this is what, um, and, and so Ayurveda, uh, the, the whole, if we go back to just the book on Ayurveda itself uh, from uh, the Vedas, so Ayurveda, it goes back to the whole um, theory of creation. You know, we, in, West, in the Western science, it's called the, the Big Bang. Uh, but yes. in Ayurveda, we said that everything started from the sound of Om, And I'm sure you're familiar with the sound of Aum. You know, very auspicious sound, very soothing. We use it during meditation, we use it during the breathing processes that we teach. So, from Aum came the five elements. And uh, if you look at the five elements uh, and you look at the density, you look at space, there's absolutely nothing in space, so it's the lightest. And then you get air, which has got a few molecules. And then you find these molecules in air that rub against each other and it starts creating friction. And you get fire. And from fire, you get water. And from water, you get the heaviest of these elements, which is earth. And uh, so these five elements, like they're present in the universe and they're present in your body. It's what makes up your entire body. You're composed of the five elements. And uh, these five elements, so in Ayurveda, the five elements have actually the space and the air has formed the vata or the, the air dosha, or humor, or energy, the air, which is the lightest. And then we have fire, which is very, very powerful. So it's on its own as the fire element. And then you have water and earth that is combined to form the earth, which is the heaviest. Right. And uh, so this is the basis of our diagnosis and our, our prescription and the whole treatment is based on these three doshas.
1: So what you've just described there are the three doshas, and that's vata, pitta, and kapha. Is that yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah? So vata but is... you were saying pitta is on its own as a fire, whereas the vata is combined of two and the kapha is combined of two. Yes. Yeah, yes. wow. Amazing. It
0: is, it is. So so um, So, this, this is. Uh, so like I said, everything in Ayurveda is based on the three doshas. And also uh, during consultation, so we use... Uh, three diagnostic tools to actually, um, well, you know, there's more. Sometimes I use five because some three may not work for me during a consultation. So we use the Pulse uh, Analysis, and from the Pulse uh, Analysis, we'd be able to pick up whether you, uh, we pick up two dosha. So we'll pick up your Prakriti, which is your birth dosha, and we pick up your Vikriti, which is the dosha that you're reading right now. Yes. And the difference between the two is the definition of disease. So wow. Ayurveda, the purpose of Ayurveda is to bring you back to your genetic or your your, your original makeup. So And when we bring bring
1: talk that. about disease, it's dis-ease in the body or the yes. mind, isn't it? So it there's is. an uneasiness. So that's what you're saying there is we have a birth dosha and then we have a dosha that we kind of living at the minute and that's our variation away from our birth dosha and that is the definition of disease so disease in the body where we've deviated from our birth dosha is that correct yes
0: and that is uh, brought about by environmental influences uh you know and it also mainly brought about by diet and our lifestyle and stress and everything that we went through at the moment around the world very mm. much influences doshas and this is when they get imbalanced and this is the imbalance. It's almost like you have a cup of tea, and when the cup overflows, this overflow yes. has to manifest in some way or the other, and it manifests as disease or imbalances within the body. And
1: that's and such a lovely analogy, isn't it? It's the cup overflowing; it's just bursting, and it's got it's got nowhere to go. It can't contain it anymore. And and I, I like what you said there about you know. Um, balancing them back to our birth ocean it's it's quite pertinent at the minute isn't it with what's been going on you know this podcast is being recorded in amongst the the midst of you know the covid-19 and there's a lot of people around the world who have been quite stressed um, environmental changes things like that and then obviously the 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 impact on the nutrition as well because I get quite a lot of clients that said oh I want to lose weight I've put a lot of weight on during lockdown Um, and it's that whole mind-body connection isn't it because you know when people are stressed they tend to comfort eat um, or you know just because they're working from home the fridge is really accessible they've just been snacking all day long um so what what we're saying there is is people can become out of balance and particularly when there's stressful times and a lot going on yes
0: definitely so you know we know that uh the reason of people overeating and it's, it's all the stochic imbalance at the moment It's is the mind controlling the body and it's the the gut controlling the mind and this gut brain yes. connection that's so prevalent yes. at the moment and that automatically impacts immunity you know when the doshas are not like they they should be. Uh, this is when immunity is compromised as well, and this is when you're more prone to many kinds of uh, problems or you know pathogens and things like that at the moment.
1: And it's that domino effect, isn't it? it and is. I, you know quite a lot of people when I speak to them, they say I've got no energy, and it's you know as someone who's suffered from chronic fatigue, I know what it's like to have no energy. I've been that person that's been bedridden, and it becomes your new norm. So now I'd say I've got a lot of energy, but I know I can have more energy. And I know the only thing that's holding me back is that mind-body connection and, and becoming the kind of healthiest, happiest version of myself. And that's why I'm, I've been doing some work with you, Dr. Varney, and it's, it's been fantastic. You've been so supportive. But it is very, it's very true, isn't it? It's, becoming, it's taking a step back and asking yourself, well, is this, is this me at my healthiest, happiest self? or have I just accepted this as my new norm? Because I guess there's probably quite a lot of people out there who probably think, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm fine. Maybe my doshas are in balance, but actually it's not just physical symptoms showing up, is it? There's other types of symptoms. So is it worth touching on that to kind of, you know, say what types of ways we can learn that our, our doshas are out of balance? What, what types of things could we be looking for as individuals and would you be looking for a, as, a, as a doctor?
0: Right. So uh, like I said, Lisa, the diagnostic tools that, that we'd use is the pulse and then we use the tongue yes. because the tongue yes. is the reverse of the human body. So, uh, you know, the tongue tells us a lot about uh, the, 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 the amount of toxicity uh, it tells us about organ health. It tells us about the gut. So it's an, it's an amazing organ. And uh, then we use a bit of iridology as well, where segments of the iris corresponds to certain organs. We also use uh, facial analysis because we be able to pick up uh, diseases or imbalances. And also, you know, the way a person looks could tell us a lot about the mental health as well. The face itself tells mm-hmm. us about the, the, the mental health of a particular person. And uh, also, just general body structure and you know skin tone, all of that. So we use all of that together in a consultation. And um, so these doshas, if if they, for example if vata is imbalanced in a particular person, uh, it's going to manifest in some of the worst debilitating diseases like arthritis, uh, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, uh, uh, you know constipation. Uh, so many, many problems. Those are Vatha diseases because Vatha is the lightest. And um, yeah. so Vatha would uh, you know manifest in, in the bones and uh, certain particular parts of the body where Vatha is rife, like the colon. And then everything starts in the colon. So that's why uh, we say that Vatha is, is the chief of all diseases. So if we get a patient that we're picking up a Vatha and a Pitha on a pulse analysis, we're more likely to treat the Vatha first because... Vata, like I said, mm-hmm. it's, it's the worst kind of imbalance to have. And then you have the pitha uh, imbalance which would create uh, acid reflux. And now pitha is linked to cancer. So, you know, we need to look at uh, pitha as well and have, to have that under control. It's linked to uh, mental mm-hmm. disease as well. It's linked to quite a few neurological problems. And uh, then we have the kapha dosha, which is linked to weight, which is a, a very... Uh, uh, large problem in the world at the moment so weight gain and diseases like diabetes are all linked to imbalance of the kapha dosha so uh, that should give you an idea of how important it is Mm. to keep your doshas in balance you know having the right diet and and having the right diet as well
1: so are there any early warning signs because obviously you know it's fantastic that you can look at a person and, and you know read their pulse and read their tongue and the iridology and then look at, you know, their facial expressions and things like that. Um, if someone was to think at home, you know, oh, I'm not sure if my doshas are imbalanced, do I need to see someone? What what would you recommend to them? If they're thinking, well, I feel quite fine, you know, I haven't got arthritis, I, I'm not overweight, I you know, haven't really got much going on, How what would be their starting point to see whether or not they, you know, were imbalances? Could they look at their tongue? Would that tell them some basics just by looking at the tongue? What would what would the basics be that they would be looking for, or any early warning signs?
0: So uh, I think the, the important thing is to know your dosha. And uh, I know online there are many uh, questionnaires, you know, but it's really not the same as going to an Ayurvedic doctor or practitioner and having your pulse read, because the pulse would pick up. Well, the questionnaire would tell you specifically whether you are vata, pitta, or kapha. But there may be you may be sixty percent vata and forty percent pitta. So that that is very important to know that because your diet plan would be based on something like that. You know, knowing your dosha, and you'd know when you're imbalanced because if vata is uh, is out of range, you know, it manifests as migraine, uh, joint pain, uh, you know, uh, loss of memory. And if pitta is imbalanced, it impacts your metabolism, and the metabolism is linked to brain health. Or, you know, so this brain fog that you experience, or this just, just no drive in you, or just for constant fatigue, mm. that is pitta. So we'd look at your your agni, or your metabolism, as you would call it. And then if kappa is imbalanced, you know you know that, wow, I'm just gaining these pounds, and I don't know what's wrong. I haven't changed my diet, so you need to look at uh, kappa, because definitely that the kappa element, or the earth element, is totally imbalanced so those are a few signs or symptoms you know that you may look at and want to come and have come for a proper consultation to an ayurvedic practitioner and
1: And i I can can second what you're saying about the online um questionnaires because it is a bit fun and i did it before i came to see you but i took it with a pinch of salt because i thought well i'm just answering questions here and it's very generic Mm -hmm. um and I think I think I actually did come out of Vata, but then when I came to see you, I was Vata Pitta, wasn't I? Yes. yes. So it is about fine tuning it and making sure that your program's tailored to yourself rather than that self diagnosis. I know. My question was more leading to well, if there's someone out there who thinks, well, I'm perfectly fit and healthy, when we're talking about preventative and making sure our doshas are in balance for preventative. I guess it's always great to know what your dosha is and have a consultation anyway. It's not it's not about always preventative visit, which is what a lot of people do. They go when they need something to be cured. Um and actually pre- prevention is obviously better than cure as we know, don't we?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's uh, and in from an ayurvedic uh, aspect, the uh, prevention would would look at, you know, diet or certain foods that are specific to vata dosha or foods that are specific to Pitta dosha or, or kappa dosha. So uh, it's, it's eating according to your dosha. It's doing the right kinds of uh, uh, exercises or yoga that's specific to your dosha. So I see a consultation is very tailor-made for nice. the individual. So, you you know, as a curative, as a preventative Uh, it's really really good to have a consultation and know exactly what is exactly the dosha your dosha and your diet that is specific to your dosha
1: and you know you talk about curative and preventative but also you mentioned when we had a chat away from this podcast about longevity as well and that's really important isn't it because a lot of people are living in the now which is great um, and they're very present and they're thinking, well, I haven't got anything going on right now, so maybe I don't need to think about my health, but actually for longevity, it's about putting those building blocks in place now, isn't it, to make sure we live long and healthy rather than long and unhealthy, and we don't have that period of kind of disease and going downhill for a number of years before we, we, you know, we pass on, Um, so I think, you know, one of the biggest things in my journey is about that longevity and and living as long and as healthy as possible rather than as long as unhealthy as possible. So that's really important too, isn't it? Is making sure your your doshas are in balance to to get that longevity.
0: Yes, definitely, Lisa. And we have, it's it's a whole uh, I'd say a whole uh, a part of Ayurveda that focuses on this uh, longevity or rejuvenation, if you may call it. And it's called Rasayana. And it's absolutely wonderful because uh, if someone has had, um, example, you know, if someone has had COVID and post-COVID, you go, you have to go into this Rasayana therapy where we're looking at rejuvenating lung tissue, where we're looking at rejuvenating the body that is... So in any kind of disease that you've had or any kind of imbalance that you've had, uh, once we've prescribed the right medication for you, or you know the the right diet and the right yoga asanas and the right breathing techniques that are all important, the right kind of meditation that you need as a vartapithav kapa because it's as specific as that in Ayurveda. We you know the, the different meditation and yoga is is very specific to the doshas as well. And, uh, that's when, uh, we, we very much focus on a therapy, which could be two or three herbs that you'll be having, uh, for at least three months just to rejuvenate the system. So it's bringing, besides bringing it back into balance, it's just giving you that extra, uh, bit of, uh, health and just improving the, 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 uh, oxygen affinity of the body. So knowing that you, it's, it's a whole rejuvenation therapy that we look at. So that's the beauty of Ayurveda.
1: I love that rejuvenation because, a, you know, it's impossible to go through life without experiencing something with your health, isn't it? Whether it's a cold or a cough or, you know, a, a skin irritation or some asthma or some hay fever, you know, most people, Well, I don't think I've come across anybody who hasn't had a health concern in their lives, whether it's kind of a minor one or a major one. And it comes back to balancing those doshas again, doesn't it, is what I'm hearing from you. And yes. i making sure that rejuvenation plan's in place. Mm-hmm. So if you have experienced something, then we're kind of looking at it and healing it. Yes.
0: And like I said, it's very much part of your treatment plan, you know, yes. the rejuvenation. Because uh, with, with any kind of, even a cold, your body takes a blow. Yes. because uh, there's just so many organs, you know, involved the respiratory, and you with fever, you have having skin that has to execute all this heat, so, so um, it's 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 about rejuvenating, and, and that is what we focus. Like I said, Ayurveda is very much focused on rejuvenation, and and part of this rejuvenation is also very anti-aging because uh, it's, it's now a lot of uh, certain doctors are focusing specifically on uh, rejuvenation and linking it up to anti-aging. And there's a lot of science now that's going into like the uh, telomeres and, uh, you know, lengthening the telomeres. And there's a lot yes. of si- research at the moment that's going on with the the rejuvenation therapy and um, uh, telomeres in, in the DNA.
1: Wow. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, it's it's all encompassing, isn't it? You know, we're talking about plants, we're talking about science, we're talking about spiritual stuff. It's it, it's very holistic, isn't it?
0: It is. It looks at everything. I'd say, you know, uh, it looks at, at at the individual so holistically, from a spiritual aspect, from a scientific aspect. So you're getting uh, the best of both worlds. I'd say
1: you're getting a full MOT or a, a service, full. aren't you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that. So, when we talk about the doshas and we talk about the positioning in the body, and you touched on, you know, the vatas in, in the colon, should we talk more a little bit about where the doshas are positioned in the body and how they're formed?
0: Yes. So, um, uh, like I said, from the five elements, you have the uh, space and air that forms vata, and this is positioned in the colon. So, if we're doing any treatment or we're doing a, a any rejuvenation therapies for Vata would focus on the colon, and then you have uh, the Pitta dosha, which is focused on your solar plexus or your stomach, the gut, and uh, we'd focus on that. You know, if you're treating Pitta, and uh, Kapha, or the earth element, is positioned in your chest. So an example is you know someone with, uh, with a lot of mucus production. That's a, a Kapha disorder. And uh, we probably focus on doing treatments specifically focusing on 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 the chest. Mm-hmm. So uh, that this takes me to the five cleansing therapies in Ayurveda, which is called the Panchakarma, and mm-hmm. uh, these are cleansing and they uh, rejuvenative. So um, so if we're having a very uh, high vata dosha, totally imbalanced vata dosha in in a particular in a person that comes to us with a particular disease that's specifically vata. Then you know that we we're definitely going to be performing enemas, with uh, with very uh, warm kinds, medicated oils that are very warm, and uh, using that. And that's a
1: really important point, isn't it? Because you mentioned oils rather than a water enema. Um, And when we were were talking off the podcast again, you know, you mentioned the difference between... There's a lot of um, enemas out there that use water, and there's a difference to using oils, isn't there, for enemas?
0: Yes. You you need to realize that we have two kinds of toxins that embed themselves in the colon. You have the water-soluble toxins, and you have the fat-soluble toxins. So as much as you do uh, colon flushing with water, you're targeting only water-soluble toxins, So, the use of warm oils for colon flushing is excellent because this is the only way you're going to target the fat soluble toxins. And, like I said, the oils will be specific to your condition. Uh, It's medicated, you know, there's lots of ingredients that go in there, and these, these, these oils would actually hit the colon and prime. Uh, get rid of the fats or toxins in you. So
1: world. don't try this at home without first having a consultation. It's not yeah. as as easy as just buying a pack off the internet and then doing it yourself because it's very tailored to an individual, which oils you would use, etc. Yes, definitely,
0: yeah. definitely. And like I said, oils are medicated uh, for, for for specific to the condition that you have.
1: Uh huh. Wow. So with with the cleansing therapy, so that's the first one.
0: Mm -hmm. And and then for the fire element, so if you uh, come to us with a weight problem or uh, a metabolic disorder or you're suffering from constant acid reflux, uh, you know, definitely we're going to suggest um, a carbon cleanse. And this is between uh, four to seven days, depending on uh, your condition. So severe chronic cases, you're looking at a seven-day detox and uh, cases, you know, that are, also severe, but not not extremely severe. We'd look at a four day detox, and uh, so we prepared the body. So it's not just taking a laxative and having a cleanse. Ayurveda believes in preparation and preparing the body and bringing because when you have a specific condition, your doshas are like wild horses; they're running all over. So we need to we need to target these wild horses, as to say the doshas, and bring them to a particular spot. So we need to bring them to the G I T, to the gut. And uh, and only it takes three days to for so we we use ghee, so ghee is very important in Ayurveda because this is um, one of it's it's an it's an important substance where it uh, it has an affinity for the cells because the structure of ghee the molecular structure of ghee is very similar to your phospholipid membrane, and that is why it could penetrate uh, go through the cell membrane, collect the toxins, and then bring them down to the gut. So this happens for three days, where we have increments of 25 moles of ghee. And then by the fourth day, we expelling. We've collected, the, the doshas have sort of concentrated in your gut over three days. And the fourth day, is, this is when we expel them. So that's just um, a bit of uh, you know how we do the, the detox and targeting on the pitta dosha. And,
1: and it's really important, isn't it, to mention about the ghee, because like you say, you know the, the cell membrane walls, they are oil soluble aren't they so water can't get in and that's that's the reason why when you go to a doctor's and you've got um, a viral infection they won't give you antibiotics because it's sat within the cell isn't it and then the antibiotics are water soluble so they can't pa- permeate the cell wall so by using ghee I, I love what you said um, when we spoke the other day it's about the transporter it, it's kind of the key to the cell isn't it, it unlocks the cell to allow everything in to pull all the nasties out or, or uh, you know, allow the, the good nutrients to get back into the cell. So ghee is amazing, isn't it, for it all is. those sorts of things?
0: It's used as, uh, as as a vehicle, I'd say, Yeah, you know, to transport, a quick transport of, of the med- medicines or uh, a medicated ghee like we use for the cleansing. We use the, the actual uh, medicine and it combines with the ghee and it transports it and it brings back, uh, collects it. So we use it even post um uh, in part of our treatments, as the treatment plan, as part of your of quicker way of the cells collecting or getting the medication, so ghee is really so should, an important. Should thing.
1: people be cooking with ghee as a matter of course? Well, personally, I
0: I only cook in ghee, you know, and yeah. uh, my cholesterol's perfect. My family, my husband, all all our cholesterol. So there was this whole thing about you know ghee would increase your cholesterol, but well, it's a yes. very clarified form of of um, of butter. And uh, I know there are a lot of vegans out there, but uh, you know, things like coconut oil are just as good. Yeah. So uh, if
1: you're not a vegan, then ghee butter is excellent way to cook. And that geez. whole myth, isn't it, about your cholesterol going up is it's a total myth, isn't it? Total, total. Because, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm proof that, you know, with a perfect cholesterol level, yeah. despite cooking in ghee and uh, using it uh, to take some of my uh, supplements, uh, Ayurvedic supplements, it just, uh, it hasn't moved in the last, I'd say, 15 years. It's just That's the same amazing. level.
1: Yes. So it works. We it know it works. You're, pr- you're living proof there works. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And for our listeners out there, I've had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Vani and she looks a picture of health. She's radiant and lovely figure. Yeah, she's a picture of health completely. Oh,
0: thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. And so, the last therapy that I, I, I need to mention is uh, for Kafa dosha, uh, the Kafa dosha. So, that would use uh, therapies to target uh, mucus production in the lung. And a lot of those therapies are used for addictions and um, many other uh, problems, also with a lot of mental issues. Um, we use uh, the, uh, the uh, Vamana of the uh, Emesis, which is a therapy in Ayurveda that's specifically used um, on, on the
1: chest for Kapha. Wow, well, and how does that work? Can we share a little uh, the, bit about uh, that? The Emesis? <laughs>
0: oh, yes. yeah, that's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a very, I think from all three, all five of the therapies, uh, it's quite an invasive therapy, the emesis, because um, it's, uh, you. we prepare you over seven days with the medication, uh, you know, so you're taking medications and it's a specific diet, like I said, specific to the condition you have and on the seventh or eighth day, uh, we'd probably give you some, uh, a drink that's got salt and honey and uh, the herb that's specific to your condition and uh, the onset emesis, which is vomiting. And, um, it's, it's amazing what you see come out of your chest, you know. If, if for people that have been smokers or people that have had asthma for years and have been on the uh, palmicots and the bricanoles and things like that, you find, uh, you know, sediments and uh, black and brown uh, garbage coming out of your chest. So um, it it works really really well. I
1: remember it's. you saying you get amazing results. It doesn't sound like a particularly pleasant cleanse but it sounds like an amazing cleanse that if you've had any kind of chest issues in the past then it's a great one to literally get it off your chest
0: <laughs> it is it is definitely and then I think that those are the three and then the fourth one would be uh, the nasal therapy which is um mm-hmm. you know warm medicated oils uh, that are being put into your nose and uh, like I said, the oils would be very specific to uh, your condition. So uh, we use this. It, so it's called sadva. It's called in Ayurveda. It's for sarva mukha roga, which means all uh, diseases related to uh, the head. So we use it for acne. We use it for memory loss. We use it for Parkinson's. Everything targeting the head. You know, we use it for any ear problem, eye problem, uh, nerve problems, teeth. We even use it for people that have got. Uh, toothache uh, so we're using it for sinus at wow. the moment in the UK you know all the allergens and it works wonders for rhinitis so that's the the nasal therapy and the last therapy is bloodletting or raktamoksha so in India they use specific uh, they use leeches uh, for um, wow. uh, that will be put onto <laughs> your skin <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's quite a good therapy, but like I said, also very, very extremely invasive and it's not used much in the UK. So, um, we'd rather, you know, let you go and donate blood or, or uh, go for a blood test and at least some uh, of the blood is coming out of your system, especially after the cleansing. It's good to have some blood removed because it kickstarts the liver to produce fresh blood. So those, that's just the five therapies yes. or cleansing therapies in, in a nutshell. But like I said, it's, it's it's quite intense, and it's it's all tailor made because you could come to me with a condition, and I say right, Lisa, you just need three of the therapies, or you may need four. Where a, another person may come to me, and I say right, you need five because we're looking at long-term rejuvenation, so all five therapies, and um, that's why this these the panchakarma or these five therapies are so, um, they're so tailor made to the individual, and that is why we're getting such good results with. Uh, early signs of cancer yes. we could reverse cancer in early stages of cancer can be reversed
1: using these five cleansing therapies that's amazing because it's
0: just bringing it's bringing the body into total balance yeah. so um, it's that rejuvenation
1: it's, it's, uh, isn't it like you say and balancing back your doshas and becoming that picture of health again isn't it and
0: yes and for and, people and out there who
1: are looking for alternative ways rather than taking medication and I hear so many people on so many different types of medications and you know, I get people coming to me for the mind coaching and they've been told to take one medication but that they're feeling sick with that medication so then they're given anti-sickness tablets and then they're given something else to combat that and they end up on this whole concoction of medication and actually what we're saying is by using Ayurveda we can bring people's doshas back into balance and, and give that the body and the mind some chance to heal? Uh,
0: Yes, definitely, Lisa, because Ayurveda looks at the root cause of the problem. So going right down to your dosha is looking at the DNA. It's almost like looking at and, and working from there. So, whereas uh, a lot of, uh, I think, Western medicine would look at your symptoms specifically and treat your symptoms. Yes. And this is, that's why it becomes the vicious cycle, because you treat the symptoms and then you offset something else. You have to offset something else, because those symptoms uh, don't want to be treated with the medication that you're giving them at the moment. It's not specific to their particular dosha. Mm-hmm. So you have something and then you, know, you add another medicine to treat that. And this whole vicious cycle happening, whereas uh, Ayurveda looks at the root cause, and like I said, if you're yep. going back Peter, to the course, to it's because, not the
1: symptom. Yes, definitely not the symptom. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? And it needs to be available to more people so they can take back control of their health. And that's kind of one of the things I'm championing at the minute because there's a lot of people out there, and, and I was at the mercy of you know, the, the Western kind of way of working, when I had my chronic fatigue syndrome, and it was a case of, well, we can't find anything wrong with you when I had my chronic fatigue syndrome in my early 20s, and here's some antidepressants, and you're going to end up in a wheelchair, and for me, that wasn't good enough, but I guess for a lot of people out there who don't have any other connections or know of any other options, and that becomes their reality, and what we're saying here is it doesn't have to be there is a way that we can look to allow you to heal and rejuvenate, and it's so empowering.
0: Absolutely, Lisa, I totally agree. Yeah.
1: Because I think
0: um, you know, uh, every person in the in the world is entitled to good health. Yes. And uh, like I said before, you have this, this innate ability to heal, and you just need to tap into it. Because the, the, it's, it's an absolute marvel. The human body is an absolute marvel. And I look at, you know, the, the mind body connection and, uh, it's, it's from a spiritual aspect. It's just, you all have the ability to, uh, to heal yourselves. And this and is the where one
1: step you need to take is just to reach out to someone like yourself, and just say, help. <laughs> and, and that is it. That's the first step done, isn't it? And then, yes. then the rest you can support them with on, on that journey. But unless they take that first step themselves and think that it's possible, then it's never going to happen, is it? Definitely,
0: definitely. You need to take the first step. You, know, you need yeah. to be serious. Even if, absolutely, if you feel you're absolutely healthy, but you want to maintain this good health, this is when Ayurveda comes in and you have a bit of the rejuvenation therapies or the five cleansing therapies that I just mentioned and, mm-hmm. you know, eating according to your dosha. Because uh, I think now, even with veganism, it's very popular. But mm-hmm. There are certain foods in, in the vegan diet that are not... And I'm seeing a lot of uh, patients coming in at the moment that saying, oh, I'm vegan and this is high in protein, but I've got, you know, I've got reflux and I've got gas. And we just take out a few of the foods and, and, and they fine after that. So that proves that... As much as you you want to be vegan and you want to you know live an absolutely plant based diet, but there are also certain plants and foods or vegetarian or vegan foods that may not be specific to a particular dosha.
1: Yeah. Wow. So talking about foods and, and doshas, are there any particular foods that aggravate doshas, or are there typical ones for different doshas? Yes, definitely. So uh,
0: if we go back to to vata and you we find how vata was formed, it's from uh, space and air. So that's the lightest of the dosha. And if I say to you, Lisa, you are predominantly, you are 100% vata. So uh, you'd have these, these characteristics like the, the air and, uh, uh, space, which is light and dry. So you have those, those, uh, uh, uh characteristics within you. So the f- foods that are light and dry are going to aggravate your vata dosha. So those are foods that you should be avoiding. Similarly with the Pitha Dosha, it's fiery. So if you're going to continue eating foods that are spicy or, you know, pungent or heat-producing, and you're going to end up having lots of problems. And so fire element is, like I said, your cup's going to overflow. Yes. And similarly with Kappa Dosha, if you are a, a Kappa Dosha, predominantly Kappa Dosha, and you tend to eat sh- sugary foods and fried foods and uh, you know, lots of dairy. Your cup's going to overflow and it's going to manifest as diabetes or weight gain. So you really have to be very careful and eat according to your dosha. And I think this is, uh, it's actually, it's like almost like a niche in Ayurveda where we, we, we target, uh, we can tailor make a whole diet plan, a whole nutritional plan for you. So nutrition is so specific in Ayurveda. It's according to your dosha. Even if you have underlying doshas, you know, yes. like a certain pitta, we take that into account. And, um, and and that is why food is really, you know, food is medicine. In Ayurveda, we, we we totally believe that.
1: Yeah. And there's a saying, isn't there? There's a saying, you are what you eat, but then there's another saying, you are what you absorb. Yes. And what we're saying here, isn't it? Is it's not just about what we eat, because... Being a vata, if I eat a lot of salads, I'm not going to be able to metabolize that or absorb it very well, am I? Because they're very cooling foods. Yeah, they so are. So what I need to be aware of is what am I actually absorbing? Because I'll become what I absorb, so... Yes. Well, it's, 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 it's very pertinent, your diet, in, in your health. And we, we know, don't we, that most of our health comes from our gut and that whole gut-brain axis that we're talking about, it needs to be looked at holistically, doesn't it? Absolutely.
0: You, you know, everything starts in the gut, everything. You, you know, your digestion, your assimilation, your mental health, uh, you know, all diseases, everything. So your gut is really, really important. It's a center. It's the epicenter of health, I'd say. Because you need to keep that, that, that digestive fire, you know, burning, uh, uh, correctly. It needs to be nourished correctly for you because it's that, that assimilation and that met- met- metabolic fire that gives you, uh, your mental health, your intelligence, your clarity, your, the way everything. It's related to your, you know, how elevated, you, how quickly you, bec- you can become spiritually elevated. All that's related to, to gut health. So, you know, the world is seeing this whole, um, this whole, uh, the link uh, between the gut-brain connection, between uh, disease, everything else. So it's it's what Ayurveda has been talking about for many, many, many years, thousands and thousands of years.
1: Yeah, and it, and it's still relevant today. I think didn't you say you did some research? Into the science behind it was it was it the ghee there was something they had been using as medicine for oh. a number of years and then you went and had a look yes. at the science behind it
0: yes yes so uh, my masters my, my NSC was based on uh, researching a very uh, popular uh, herb in Ayurveda called trifala so trifala tri and phala is fruit so three mm-hmm. so it's it's, it's a combination of three of these really really wonderful fruits fruits. Uh, and the one, the one is the Indian gooseberry, which is very popular and a lot of them it's high in vitamin C. So it's been ranked as a high rejuvenative in Ayurveda. So it's just because, uh, for thousands and thousands of years, and the scriptures spoke about this lovely fruit and, you know, Triphala combining these three fruit and having it. And it was commonly used. And, uh, because of my science background, I managed to, uh, to do an HPLC, So high performance liquid chromatography on Triphala. Uh, against wow. standards <laughs> like vitamin C and gallic acid, and we found that uh, the gallic acid content was much higher than the vitamin C or the ascorbic acid. So that proved that the, the 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 primary rejuvenative in triphala was gallic acid. And uh, if you look at wow. if you look at gallic acid, it has amazing uh, reju- rejuvenative properties, and uh, it, you know it helps the cell to rejuvenate and it 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 fights against so many other pathogens. So because truffala has this gallic acid that's why it was being used so uh, frequently in ayurveda it's a common it's a household name in in india and in um, you know many other uh, uh, homes where truffala is if mm-hmm. had, all else fails and i mean even when i was at, uh, 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 studying ayurveda you know remember lecturers said if all else fails truffala is there so um, it's because of this high content <laughs> of it's got lots of it has lots of other um, substances like the berberins and the um, flavonoids and all the lovely uh, high antioxidants that uh, you know that we. Do. So I was ma- I managed to research this and get a proper HPLC analysis wow. of truffula. So that was absolutely amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed doing that, and I'm hoping to do more of this research in the future with Ayurvedic herbs.
1: You're a very clever lady, Doctor Varney. Oh no it's, oh, it's think, a lady
0: no i think we all uh, we all have uh, we all born with this, this ability to it's just embracing and, and just being passionate about something you know that uh, you could see the results driving that passion to 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 uh, to do something you enjoy
1: yeah and I, I love your passion for what you do and it really does come across and you we know, we talked about you know the love for Helping people and it definitely comes across when uh, we speak. So oh, yeah, and nice I know nice. you're doing an amazing job helping lots of people, and I know you'll continue to do that. So it's a yes, wonderful thing that you do. So we've talked about holistic consultations. So when someone typically comes to see you, you would read their pulse, you check their tongue, you look at into their eyes, you look at their physique. And because of the trying times we've been through, I think you said you've been doing some work over Zoom now as well, haven't you? Yes, yes. So yeah,
0: the good thing about Zoom is we can still see the tongue. And uh, also, before the consultations on Zoom, they sent me a lovely close-up picture of the tongue, which is really good because I can Zoom, and, yeah. which is much better than having a, a face-to-face because I can't really Zoom into your tongue. Zoom
1: in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh,
0: we were able to, to Zoom into the pictures of the tongue and, uh, you know, when we talk to you on Zoom, we could look at your facial structure, we could, we could look at, you know, ask you to bring your hand close up and look at the palms of your hands and the tone of your skin. So, all of that contributes to um, the diagnosis. So, we've been doing a lot of uh, Zoom consultations and they've been working really, really well, I must say.
1: That's brilliant. And I think a lot of businesses have been trying going online, haven't they? And it, yes. I guess it, it opens you up to more people and helping more people. And if, if you've tried it and it works, then that's fantastic. And it means now you can help more people across the world rather yes. than just people who are local to you coming into the clinic. So Definitely. That must be exciting for you too. It is. We have
0: had quite a few uh, uh, consultations from other countries. and It's really exciting, although sometimes the time difference, I'm having to get up at 3 o'clock oh, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just lovely speaking to people from other parts of the world, and, and you just realize, you know, um, how diseases are so specific sometimes to certain continents and the way they eat. And um, it's just amazing to, to find all this out. And, you know, it just proves that you know, this just sort of verifies what Ayurveda has been saying. You know, people would have certain from certain continents with different diets and then attracting certain kinds of disorders in the system. So, absolutely it's just such a learning for me at the moment that's amazing
1: i just i don't know why but i feel the need to say to our listeners check your tongue in the mirror and just have a look at your tongue and if you've you know it's not it should be pink is that right dr barney Yes, yes should be pink and that's a sign of good health so if it's not then there's something going on um so that might be something a little bit fun that they can do at home and just have a look at their tongue and see know whether it's that nice pink color or whether there's like a coating or there's something going on or cracks there's lots that you can tell from a tongue isn't there but um yeah if they the first step could be taking a look at their tongue and if it's not quite as pink as they should be then they should be booking a consultation to get their doshas back in balance definitely oh um, Dr. Vani, it's been such a wonderful um, you know, experience to have you on this podcast. And thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for being our guest today. I'm sure our listeners will have got so much information out of what you've shared. You know, your knowledge is on another level. You've studied with the best you've been and worked in hospitals in India, I believe. And, you know, through, through the generations as well, you've picked up so much knowledge. So thank you for sharing just a snippet of that today, because I know we've just touched on the tip of the iceberg. Um, in terms of a uh, kind of a, a message just to wrap up for our listeners, is there anything that you would just like to leave with them?
0: So um, just for the listeners, I'd, I'd like to just say that I would be starting a, a triumph. So an Ayurvedic tribe from you know where we're trying to get people from around the world because I know people in different parts of the world that want to know about Ayurveda and I don't have access to uh, many practitioners or doctors there. So uh, this tribe that we would be starting, and we're probably going to be launching it uh, middle of um, August, and uh, what we're going to be doing from Monday to Friday, you'd you'd be learning every week about a different herb and how you could use it and how you could, you know, you could use it as a beauty product or a decoction and what it would target. And so it's quite an introduction, and and, and you could learn a lot about ayurveda. And uh, all I'd like to say is, you know, nature has given us so much. Nature is just so powerful, and we really need to tap into that power. You know, uh, it's been given to us to to use, and I think all of us need to take advantage of that. That
1: is such a wonderful message, and it's so true, isn't it? But it's knowing how to harness that power, and know it. One, knowing it's available, and then two, knowing how to harness it. And I think the tribe you're going to be creating is going to be so exciting, and I'm really excited to be a part of it, Dr. Varney as well. I can't wait to go on that journey with you, and it's so accessible to people around the world. So. I guess if anybody out there who is thinking, wow, you know, I want to be part of this tribe and I want to learn some more, then they can get in contact with you, can't they? And uh, your website is pranawellness.co.uk dot and that's P-R-A-N-A Wellness W E L L N E D-S dot Co C O dot UK. Um and also they can email you, can't they? Dr Varney, and that's uh, varney v-a-n-i underscore moodly m-o-o-d-l-e-y at yahoo.co.uk and we will put these um, contact details in the show notes as well so people can access them but i'm sure dr varney would love to hear from you all and if you're interested in being part of her tribe Then I suggest, is it email the best Dr. Varney email you to get on the tribe list?
0: Yes, uh, it's if you go to Prana Wellness uh, on Facebook, the Facebook page, it would give you all the information of uh, when we're launching the tribe. So just follow um, Prana Wellness on Facebook as well more wellness
1: on facebook and you've got so much information on facebook as well there's lots of interesting articles and posts that you've put on there as well so that's another great source for people it's been an absolute pleasure dr barney thank you so much for being with us today and i can't wait to see the rest of your journey unfold and i'll be watching closely Thank you
0: so much, Lisa. It's been an absolute pleasure being on the show. And I just, I I loved every moment and I would love talking about Ayurveda. And I just hope that, you know, people would um, look at their health differently now.
1: Yeah, it's it's so powerful, isn't it? And that's a, a lasting comment for everybody out there. Take care of your health and it's both your physical and mental. And the Ayurvedic way is a completely holistic approach. It's a great place to start or you know, a place for people who've already been following it to kind of continue their education because we can always learn more, can't we?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So I'm Lisa Victoria. I'm your co-host from across the pond. My other host, uh, John, is in America, so uh, a bit far away from the UK. So I'm your co-host for today. I'm Lisa Victoria, and if you want to reach out to me, I'm... You can get me at shine, S-H-I-N-E, at lisavictoria.co.uk. And if you love what you've heard, you can find us on Apple, Google or Spotify or anywhere else where you get your podcasts. Until next time, I wish you health and happiness and um, lots of exploration on the Ayurvedic route. Take care.